before my especially before my Zoom kick out again. You see the shit I already kicked out one. <laughs> I don't know what this new Zoom is, bro. I don't know what they got going on. Yeah, I don't know either, but No Static Podcast, episode 216. Happy New Year to everyone. We are back a lot sooner than expected, but it does feel good to be back. I am Dennis, your host. LQ is here. Yes, sir. Jax is here. Yeah. And boom, 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 we bike at it. It's it's crazy because it's like the whole time that we was gone, so much crap kept happening. And this happened with um this even happened when we went on our God of War break as well. And I was just like, you know what? Couple things I want couple things I want to work on doing better this year. Um, as far as this pod goes. Um number one, I wanna I wanna start back implementing timestamps. Okay. Okay. And that's then listeners, that's my fault for not doing that because I do realize that not every subject is gonna matter to everyone. So I'm going to stop being lazy. Because I already do a, a lot a lot of editing as is. So I'm like the, the all around man when it comes to this thing. But nigga, I feel you. Listeners, please listen to this nigga. That shit is a burnout. With Hater Bear Media, bro, I am everything. So I understand what you're talking about. With all the other Hater Bear outside of you, which is why I appreciate you so much, all the other Hater Bear Media uh, shows, I edit, record, do all the everything. That shit is cumbersome and tiring, especially listeners. Y'all niggas ain't donating enough money for us to just do this. So we work nine to five and have families. This shit hard. Yeah, like... But mm-hmm. we gonna do better because then that's also my thing too. Be more consistent. All of all of Hater Bear Media podcast will be back officially next week, including the Jag uh, show. So everybody will be back next week. Yeah, y'all got mad. Y'all got mad. Jags content flag on the play. Hell yeah, we turning up. <laughs> but um, well, speaking of football, though, one of the unfortunate things that did, you know, happen over the past um, <laughs> week, which thankfully, as of right now, while we're recording, are on the up and up. Um, the Bills um, safety, Damar Hamlin, he had a. We watched a, it was the way he went into cardiac arrest. Yeah. And it happened in real time. <laughs> and like. Just that whole, just that whole situation. Just watching that in real time, it, it, I, I imagine it had to be a traumatic experience for everybody. Um, thank goodness that as we are recording, you know that he is he is doing better, and that we're not on a that we're on a different note than you know some people might. It have was, expected. yeah. My boy, my boy, tweeting from the hospital bed right now. Right now. Yeah, yep. and, and, and listen, everybody's had because because this is a Monday night game, and you know we're recording uh, on on Sunday, um, so you know we've hear, heard all the sports aficionados. Uh, I want to extend um, a salute to Ryan Clark, who was able to give probably the best soliloquy on this statement on this situation. I mean. And that I've heard anybody say. Um, 
we we forget as fans of the game that these are human beings who are literally playing a gladiator sport. They go out on that field. Them, boxers and MMA fighters and hockey players go out on their field, ring, or court of play with the understanding that they may not walk out alive. The only other people that I know who do that are men and women in the armed forces. We understand that, again, this is a gladiator sport. Those are warriors on that field that we cheer week in and week out. And I'm so happy that we're not talking about burying somebody's son, somebody's brother, somebody's father. You know, I'm I'm just happy that we were able to, you know, uh, have a silver lining in that gray cloud. Because we all watched it live. And there's a piece of me that was like, it seemed like we had more humanity for DeMar Hamlin than we did for um <clears throat> than we did for George Floyd and then we did for uh Eric uh Garden in um, New York when we all literally watched them be murdered <laughs> live. <laughs> so Hey. Yeah, that's because that's because <laughs> entertainment is the value of America. Period. Yeah, and <laughs> piggyback off of what you said about that, um, because you just because that that entertainment thing that brings me to you know everything that happened when with the Skip Bayless tweet because that was a moment where like. People was hey, people had to read the room. And what and while and while I don't think that you know Skip Bayless necessarily meant that that level of harm when he said that, it just it just was bad timing. And, and literally that's all it was. It was bad timing. I'm not here to absolve Skip. You know, if if you want to say he was rightfully so, uh uh dragged. Um, dragged through the mud for his comments. Go ahead. He was rightfully so dragged for the for his comments. But I, my, I want to err on caution regarding the situation because it seemed like we were inches away for accusing this man of racism. You could call yeah, him that's heartless. crazy. That's you crazy. Call, and then go ahead. You could call him heartless. You could call him not being able to read the room. You could say, hey, bro, you know, too soon. All these things are true. But between former NFL players who just happen to be people of color, you know, uh, black commentators in the sports world and the non-sports world who just happen to be people of color, I was a little standoffish and a little perturbed about how quick they were ready to get him the fuck out of there. Well, can I say this? I think (laughs) ignorance ignorance and people just going off the reaction of somebody else without investigating a problem has become a problem. Because if you go back, and I believe the tweets are still (laughs) available to everybody to go read. 
I, and you were saying you don't want to absolve Skip. I and I don't even like Skip Bayless. Let me tell you something. I'm here to absolve Skip completely. Skip did nothing wrong. He said nothing wrong. He didn't tweet nothing wrong. Niggas right. need to go back and read the whole the entire, tweet. Because that's how I was. I Stop well, jumping to conclusions. Well, because I saw if you the tweet that pissed tweet, y'all off. But what did he say prior and after that tweet? Right. Well, no, what is he saying in that tweet even, my right. brother? Because, because like, if you we, go we completely tweet, forget that the tweet prior to the one that pissed everybody off, he was like, oh, I, I mean, to paraphrase what he's saying, he's like, hey, I've never seen this before. I'm going to start praying for him. I'm paraphrasing. I, I am paraphrasing him to tweet. Then he says what, unfortunately, if your name is Roger Goodell, Troy Vincent, or anybody who, you know, uh, who makes decisions regarding the NFL, the Buffalo Bills, and the Cincinnati Bengals, you're like, hey, this is a multi-million dollar problem that we have right now. Because I hate to say it, I do hate to say it, and I hate to be a black man saying it, uh, the NFL has already deemed how much DeMar Hamlin is because that's how much they paid him. Not only that, let me piggyback off that real quick. <laughs> and again, address you niggas. You niggas. Um, <laughs> just by the way, I want y'all to know that uh, Hotel of Apocalypse made it to 2023 and he in full effect, niggas. But um, listen, how are we going to get mad at Skillset for saying – Man, if you're the NFL right now, man, how, what are you thinking about replaying this game and how late it is in the season? Because that's going to cause a problem or whatever. Because and then, by the way, I just is going through again, that exact problem. He followed that same tweet up. That's, right that exact problem is what they're going through right now. Right now. They're and like, I want to find out that he, he followed that, that same tweet up with, um, which, by the way, is not even as important as DeMar getting better. But I want to say this. When you were watching ESPN, if you were watching ESPN and Ryan Clark and um Scott, what's the name? Scott Do an eloquent job. You know what they also said in the midst of them doing an eloquent job? We don't have no idea when this game will be replayed. We don't have any idea if this game is going to be resumed. How is that any different than what Skip was saying? It, it, but but again, Skip, Skip is, so for, is a victim. For me, is a I just victim. feel like niggas like to attack niggas they don't like. Skip is a victim of one not reading of one not reading the room because you gotta think about it. This tweet is going out in real time while while uh Demar Hamlin and, and I had I had, I looked at tweet at Skip's timestamp when when it was happening at that moment they're literally trying to resuscitate Demar Hamlin back to life. Well, see, and that's the now therein lies the problem. Everybody's upset with Skip, and I understand. Everybody's upset with Skip because, as Dennis said, thank goodness that it didn't result in something way more tragic than what it was. Because it was a tragic event. However, it has a silver lining. It's going to get better. And it's getting better as of this, as of the time of the recording of this show. However, if DeMar Hamlin was unable to be resuscitated and he was uh, deceased, now don't nobody want to hear about no when the game needs to be replayed and shit. However, guess what? Still would be an issue regardless if the young man, thank goodness again, he didn't pass away. But if he did, it still would have been 
Because let me let me just point out to people real quick. Let me point out to people real quick. Let me point out real people real quick. Like you said, Q, the value of this man has already been determined by the NFL, whether you like it or not, based on how much they pay him, right? Also, the NFL is a business. The NFL is a business. You know, God forbid any of us, young black men, I wish blessings and healthiness to all of us. But for the sake of this argument or whatever, God forbid that any of us go into the office and have an event that causes us to be deceased or seriously hospitalized. Our job is going to figure out what they're going to do to continue business. Am I lying? Nope. Not at all. So what is, so, you know what I'm saying? No job is going to be like, we're going to stop this entirety of this job because this person passed away. I've worked at several jobs where I've had coworkers pass away. It was a sad event. It was I, I, I've only worked at one job where somebody passed away on the job. However, I've had several jobs where coworkers have passed away. And even when somebody passed away on the job, I was working at a hotel. Somebody passed away cleaning a room. She literally had a heart attack and passed away in the room. Do you think they told us we all can go home, sir? No, they did not. They did not, sir. We had to finish our shift. Listen, I'll do you you one even better. Uh, Years ago, I had an employee who literally miscarried while on the clock. Tragic. And I had to call, and I had to call the ambulance. I had to get, I had to separate the entire crew, put them on the other side of the building, away from her, because she is freaking out. There was, um, unfortunately, and I, for our female listeners i do hate causing any kind of trauma or triggers from right. from the statement i don't know if, if dennis will edit this out or not but she literally you can the blood is coming out of her dripping down her leg and she is miscarried and i have no, to you know this. what you know what i don't think and you know just another thing we're not on purpose trying to cause no trauma and trigger we are empathetic and sympathetic of anyone who's been through that because it's a traumatizing terrible event however what q's bringing out and i hope Dennis don't edit it, up, edit it out because what q's bringing up right now is a matter of fact thing about america we're not saying we agree with it we're saying this is where we are as a people because something as traumatic as that or whatever and even if you saw it if you was a witness to it or whatever People don't feel comfortable finishing work after something like that. And every job after job after job within this society and country that we live in will say, get your ass back on that fucking thing and work whatever you're doing. So for us, I'm not saying that everybody shouldn't be mad at Skip or whatever. But what I will say is something piggyback um, similar to what Q said. Have that same energy for when Miss Gladys have a heart attack when y'all working at Popeye's and they say keep frying that chicken. Tell Popeye's to close that door after Miss Gladys have her heart attack. And by the way, my grandma, um, she had a heart attack and a stroke um, when she was in her 70s. And it put her in a vegetative state all the way until she passed away seven years later. And guess what she was doing during that time? Frying chicken. And my thing is, my grandma was working all the way up until she had her heart attack and stroke. She was working at a hotel, working um, uh, as a a maid, 
do you think any one point in time that dude from that hotel called my family, sent cards, said he was sorry and nothing? You know what we call we got? He said, oh, where's Mary? She's supposed to be working. They, My auntie said um, my mom had a heart attack and a stroke. She's currently in the hospital. He said, oh, man, that, that put me in a bind. I am not kidding, y'all. I hope she get better, though. I just want that. That's that's all I got to say about it. So that's my personal experience from it. So I'm prayers up for Demar. Continue to heal, my boy. I hope you get better. I hope you feel great. I hope you become as healthy as you were enough to play the game again. Um, but all you uh, social justice warriors from the from the from the social media standpoint, kiss my black ass. Listen, all right, and and, and again. All of us, and, and if I'm speaking out of turn, gentlemen, stop me. All of us here at No Sided are elated that not only has DeMar Hamilton gotten from the worst of it, but <laughs> that he's able to breathe on his own and that he's getting better. You know, because we did not want to witness a young man losing his life for something that he's played since he was probably <laughs> able to walk. I don't even know if I would have been able to watch football no more. And I'm not even making that up. I literally was – I told y'all boys, that's the most scariest thing I've seen in sports since Dale Earnhardt passed away. Right. But I want y'all to remind yourself that, again, that is a multi-million dollar issue that was presented to the NFL as an entire organization the Cincinnati Bengals as one of the members of that organization and the Buffalo Bills as a second member of the organization. Then on top of that, the implications, the implications of, of uh, the playoffs, which also, once again, we're talking about millions of dollars. It has been affected by this situation. At the end of the day, we're talking about somebody's bottom line. And if it's your business, yeah, it puts you in a bond. But now you're talking about, hey, are these millions of dollars coming to my city? One, when are these millions of dollars coming to my city? Two, <laughs> you know, are, is my team going to have a favorable matchup to get to the ultimate prize of the Super Bowl, which is going to garner in more millions of dollars? I, I hate this. Unfortunately, I've I'm in management now, so I'm so words like gross profit percentage, and bottom line, sales, sales profits. These things I am very familiar with at all times. All right, and let me also add, um, you know, because another person that we did that that we don't really, you know, hear. A name that we don't really hear mentioned as much. Um, definitely hope that that um, that T Higgins is you know holding up well after that because being that he was a part of that play, he thought he killed him. That had to be big for him. He thought he killed. Him. So, like, and 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 salute to T Higgins. He did not leave that hospital until. Uh, until Demar had got had opened his eyes, salute to that brother. He didn't have to do that. One thousand percent. Did not leave the hospital until he knew that that man was in the clear. 
Salute to that man. Right. Yeah, facts. 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 And then I was, I just want to say this, man. I don't I think one of the things that came out of this that was on a good note, Q always bring up, hey man, you know, check yourself. We're not living long enough, this, that, and the other. Now, it looks like Damar's incident was unpreventable. It's one of those medical freak accidents things. However, everybody's seen a little bit of mortality when they seen that young man getting them CPR compressions for nine minutes. And people who we look at as gladiators, like you said, or superheroes, as some young people do, crying on national TV because they, their, their fellow compadre was down. Get your, get your health check, man. Get your health check. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, also other things that happened. Um, do we want to get into um the stuff that happened between, even though it's squashed now? Do we want to get into what happened with Master P and Romeo? I was squashed. Them nigga, how they squashed that? How you squashed that? They was just like I thought. They was on New Year's Eve. He was like Romeo posted. He was like I talked to my dad. We pieced it up. That's but, interesting. But here, but here's my thing. Y'all remember some years ago when Birdman and Wayne was beefing? And yes. The only one who said who said the same thing that I said during this during this masterpiece and uh, Romeo situation was Fifty Six. He was like, "Hey, this is a family situation. We all need to shut up." Yeah, that's the, yeah, and it's it's funny because uh, the the, the masterpiece and the Romeo situation was even more of a family situation than the damn Birdman Wayne situation. Even yeah, though I get what right. you're saying. You know what I mean? Like, like to me, that's why I just said, well, I, I, if they did squash it, I'm happy they squashed it. I'm just saying, how you squash that? That seemed, when he said it, it seemed very deep and interpersonal. Yep. You know, that was a heavy allegation, man. That's a heavy, as a father who, and Q noticed about me, who fought for the right to have his daughter, fought for the right to visit his daughter, fought for the right to see his daughter, Fought for the right to have custody of my daughter. As as that father, um, and and knowing other fathers such as Q, such as Gerald, such as Tank, such as Bud, such as Coop, such as all of these other men that are either in their kids' life biologically or through through marriage or through life or whatever the hell you and these kids' life for, um, to have somebody accuse you of not being a good dad. Well, that's what that's up there with top level like fuck fuck shit. That's that's some high level like hey boy, we gotta have a conversation. You feel me? So um I don't know if they fixed it, but if they did, good for them. But um they they at least got to the point where things are amicable. Right. Amicable, right? And guess yeah. what? I, it's also like Romeo let niggas behind the curtain because I don't think we knew something was wrong with them niggas. And that's what the thing was like and we, when we mentioned, you know, Birdman and Birdman and Wayne's situation, we looked at we looked at Birdman and we were like, OK, based on what we've heard from other artists, this is probably on brand for him. Right. When it came to Master P, we had never heard heard like that. The yeah. So it came out. of it's, It came completely out of left field. How that whole situation took place. Yeah, we were like, what the hell? Because. Who the hell had said that P was a bad daddy? I thought that nigga was the ice cream man. 
Shit. <laughs> yeah, I just thought that like it that whole situation was um was so crazy because of the fact that and I, I ain't gonna lie to um uh, when Master I I watched the interview Master P did with um with Nino Brown. Where he, where he was kind of you know where he was clearing his name and he was just like he was just like the, one of the first things that came up because he did a lot of um i don't know if y'all saw that interview or not but he had you know basically did a lot of you know just basically defending himself but i thought the one part that was funny was just like was just the fact that he was just like he because he said a couple of things that stood out one being he was like um he told the dude he was like Look up Romeo sales. Tell me how much his first album sold. And he was just like everything that Romeo did put him in the red. Like I thought it was pretty funny because he was like he was like like what's his name the dude that did the rap snacks? He didn't even want you on the rap snacks to begin with. He wanted he ain't even want you on the rap snacks, right? So yeah, that that was a I saw that interview and I, and it made me cringe a little because it's almost like. You was going, it almost felt like he was going out his way to shit on him. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And and I'm saying I'm like, oh, this must this is what Romeo be talking about. You know. But if you think about it, like at uh I had a friend of mine, we was talking about it, and he says, Hey yo, my nigga, he's like, facts is fact. He's like, when have y'all ever, you know, gotten rap snacks? And I was like, Oh, let me get the Romeo. <laughs> I, had I was like, you know what? Now that you say it, I have never gotten the Romeo flavor snack rap snacks. snacks, right? Wait, Romeo had the the honey barbecue ones, didn't it? I think he. Either way, I never got a bag with Romeo face on it. <laughs> I feel like the rap snacks go is boosting. Like, like what? Like you was doing commercials for DeVry University, my dear? Like what? Come on. Oh, I forgot about that. But see, my thing was, was my like th- his own college, like ICDC, and we ain't heard about that college since. Since, yeah, I, 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 I just want to point out too, man. Master P is one of the great minds in hip hop as far as money managing goes, whatever. Right? I don't, and I want to. I'm just, I might be speaking out of turn, but I don't think Romeo financially is like hurting for money or not set up. In the proper means, because I'm sure his dad guided him to the right financial situation. Now, that's not to say that because you got him money, mean you're a good dad. That's not what I'm saying. But I don't know, man. I feel like a lot of times when you're when you're in a celebrity situation and you got a situation where you're so rich, I feel like you disconnected from the real life. And I, it's not to say that you don't have real, you know, family issues and stuff like that, but. A lot of these family issues that come about within uh, famous or celebrity relationships are completely different than the ones me or you guys would have. So, can, um, can I say something that's been uh, expressed a sentiment, and I'm pretty positive we've all we've all heard uh, since the situation has come about, and that sentiment is all of these kids that grow up in hip hip hop, like you know, their parents are pioneers and trail trailblazers in, in hip hop, you didn't have to do what your parents did to get what you got. Yeah. Like yeah. A, few, a few months ago, Benzino and Coyle Ray was beefing. And nothing against Coyle Ray, anything, because you know Benzino's always been a fuck nigga. But regardless, Benzino is a, a hip hop legend. Like 
yeah, you tried to, you know, hide the fact that you was his daughter while you was coming up. But I'm pretty positive it was a lot easier for you when niggas was like, oh, you busy, you know, daughter. Versus, you know, Trina when she was coming up for Slip and Slide. <laughs> or Eve before she got with Rough Riders. Right. right. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, Romeo, you've been in the limelight since you was, you know, eight, nine, ten years old. But you know when you came in that limelight? Because Master P was one of the five great hip-hop CEOs. Him, Dame Dash, Diddy, Suge Knight, and Jermaine Dupri. He was one of the five great, I'm sorry, six. Uh, forgetting about uh, Baby and Slim and uh, Cash Money. But he was one of the great um, CEOs in hip-hop running some of the most legendary uh, recording labels ever. You didn't have those issues. And and this is why he's doing it. This is why I'm doing it in in New Orleans, Louisiana. When the state of Louisiana is fucked if you are a black person. Like, you ain't never had to work. We, We never heard uh, of uh, little Romeo getting his chain snatched. Why? Because I'm pretty positive whatever P was doing they, that little Romeo don't know about kept them people off him. You know the worst thing little Romeo has ever done? Chase out the Angela Simmons. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie to him. I thought... <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to I thought it was um because before every before everything kind of you know like around the time when Romeo first made that announcement and people like had jokes about it. Somebody had said um it was like a it was like a, a trend going on that was like that was like they'll quote like a Master P lyric and be like Master P once said this so I believe Romeo I believe Romeo when he said Master P did whatever he said he did said he did <laughs> and the lyric was like and one of the lyrics was like that uh I'm country she country we country come closer it's a free country oh man what the hell <laughs> and I think the only person I, I've ever heard speak ill about Master P and again we don't know we don't know. Because nobody has ever publicly said anything bad about P, which is odd because people have their grievances with Dame Dash. People have their grievances with Diddy. People have their um, grievances. We all know everybody got their grievances with Suge Knight. <laughs> yeah. It's just something that doesn't happen. Like, nobody has ever came out with the exception of C-Murder. And, and this is like after being in jail for years about something bad for, for Master P. So you got to believe that, hey, it might be some bad, but that good might outweigh all the bad that P has done. Yeah. It just, that's, just some, that's just somebody you don't... And that's why this whole thing was out of left field because he's just some not somebody you hear about when it, in the same sentence as bad business. He, right. Matter of fact, he's one of those people that people look at and they'd be like, Oh yeah, you know he he did a lot, you know, independently. I remember when he had that building in New Orleans for a minute, and whoever stayed in that building, he, he you were staying there for free. Yeah, he he bought a building in New Orleans in the projects, renovated it, and said, "Hey, 
we any if you stay here, you stay in it for free. And so in the city of New Orleans, um, something happened, but he had to like uh, let the city buy it back from him before they claimed eminent domain. It was weird, right? All right. Yeah. Um, up next we got, and honestly, we can make this as quick as we want to. Um, Thor got found guilty over the break. Mm. Wait, wait. You, you said Thor or Tory? Tory. Okay. Thor okay. just guilty say, of making really bad mediocre. Uh, I'm about to say Thor. God damn! What did he do? Um, listen. That situation is weird to me because before everybody's like, here come LQ with the apology train. I'm not apologizing for shit. I said, I want you motherfuckers to know that right now. Y'all my nigga tour. Y'all can suck my <laughs> dick. Free my okay. nigga tour. Oh, y'all, because, y'all, get, y'all get it up because I'm going to let y'all know what I stand on Because <laughs> unfortunately, here's my thing. The state of California never tried him for shooting me. Nobody, nobody realized that. Am I the only one that realized that? Because apparently, in the state of California, if you point a gun at someone, that is considered assault with a firearm. So when their witness, Tory's witness, who basically buried him, said, "Yeah, Tory fired the gun in the air several times," he was going to jail no matter what. But I, I, I will credit Mega's representation. I'll even credit the uh, city of Los Angeles. They made it seem like this was about Tory being <laughs> Tory shooting Meg, and it never was. Again, on like we said on the last episode before we adjourned for the uh, for the break, I do. I am not one of those people who does not believe she was shot. I believe she was shot. Again, I don't think she knows who shot her. And if she does, I think she's lying. <laughs> yo, yo. I don't know why that's so that's funny to me. That's why I'm mad with it. Because uh, I'm like, I'm like between three people, four, because the bodyguard never fucking t- testified for whatever reason. Nobody can sit here and give you the truth. We, we're never going to find the truth. And I was, I was fucking disgusted about how this situation came about to be a battle between men and women versus, hey, all these motherfuckers is lying. And I just want to say right right on that point, because this is where I I was. Because I was like, we never going to know what really happened. No matter what, no matter no matter what, yeah. Like we never, we're never gonna know. Like that's just gonna be something where it's just gonna be like, hey, one person gonna have this side of the story, one person gonna have this side of the story, and somewhere in the middle is gonna be what actually happened. That's why I'm just like, yeah, I'm. I'm still trying to figure out why didn't Tory's uh, bodyguard. Why he didn't testify and why Meg's bodyguard didn't testify. That still blows my mind. Probably because they wasn't doing too much bodyguard. How you got everybody got a bodyguard and Nick got shot. That's crazy. Because let EJ give it up. 
EJ was like, uh, I think this bitch was drunk. And I think she lied. Well, it's just one of them things that we just not gonna know. That shit like Roswell. And, and again, the, the actual witness says, yeah, he shot the gun in the air. So if he's shooting the gun in the air, how is he shooting at her? Y'all not going to kill me for having a brain. I'm sorry. I just, and listen. I'm just, gl- I'm just glad that we ain't got to talk about this no more. Yeah. It's been two years of this. I've been over it. I've been on the boat of, I don't care. No. We'll see what happens. Nah, Dennis. We can't be on the boat no more because man don't drink no more. <laughs> not, not, not driving that boat no more. <laughs> Nah, Dennis, we got to get off the boat. Straight <laughs> <laughs> <Right> up. <laughs> oh, man. Um, in unfortunate news, uh, Vince McMahon. Is that unfortunate or is that comedy? Because I think it's comedy. It's both. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know if y'all, I don't know if y'all watch Succession, but we're we're witnessing Succession in real life with this. Like he's literally back. You know, I'm I really dare ass think this was a work. I don't believe it no more. I think it was a work. I think it was a work. Listen, they say he's literally only back to help facilitate the sale of whatever it is that they're trying to do. Dude, and like I told y'all, <laughs> and like I told y'all earlier this week when we all was talking about it. When you was like, so we just gonna say, so we just gonna forget about the uh, the stuff that he did. Hell yeah, hell yeah, we are gonna forget about it. When you talking about hundreds of millions, if you gonna forget about it, then then you know it's a word. billions, of, potentially billions of dollars, and he the one that they need to bring it on home. You goddamn right, yes. Then you know yes. it's a word. Then you know it's a word. Listen, listen, I believe this is what happened. <laughs> they facilitating the deal. They was able to get them in the room. Person walked into the room, realized that he didn't that all he looking at is Stephanie McMahon, uh uh Triple H and Tony Connor was like, Where's Vince? And and Stephanie's like, Oh no, no, he's really gone. And then and then they walked out. It was like, Yeah, until y'all get Vince in this room, I'm out. <laughs> and that and that call that Steph had to make to Vince, she was eating a whole bunch of humble pie. A whole I just don't. Of, I just don't. I don't understand. Fact, it was pumpkin flavored. I don't understand the situation. Like yeah. I don't. I don't get it. Like it don't make. It don't make. Just like you just said with the Megan thing, you was like, "Oh, you're not gonna. I'm not gonna apologize for having a brain." Okay, I agree with that. So in this particular situation, somebody explain to me how you have SA sexual assault allegations mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. bribery and embezzlement and all these other allegations he'd have had. It took like, 20 years to put Jeffrey Epstein in, in jail. That's how. When and you got a whole bunch way. of money and you know the right people, the right amount of people, you ain't going to jail, Jax. The kind of with the, the nigga, the nigga that I, I just want to go back because you always do this, Q. So I want to go, I want to pull, I want to pull the LQ right now. Okay. Do niggas remember on this very show a few a few months ago when the junk came out? I said, I don't think Vince did nothing wrong. Do everybody remember that? No, I was like, we, we remember that because because Dennis was like, wait a minute, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. 
the nigga ain't do nothing wrong. Like I was like, well, shit. If if I do, if I cheat with you or do whatever with you, and then I say, don't tell nobody. I pay you this money, and then I pay you the money. That's not nothing wrong. That's an arrangement. So now, because he did all that, and now these women want to come for it. This go like in my Deshaun Watson thing, man. Now the women want to come forward and act like it was against their will to take that $3 million, $4 million for Vince that he embezzled from his company. Which, by the way, taking money from your company to pay someone off for sex or drugs or anything else is called embezzlement. It's, it's, a, it's a crime. It's a crime. Um, but but like these women, these but guess what though? To your point, Q, it's a crime if the company's publicly traded. But if he mm-hmm. did it when the company was private, you can do whatever you want. You own the company. Yeah, yeah. But, but so I'm gonna tell so you the so same thing I said though. earlier this week. Because we're talking about hundreds of millions, potentially billions. This is a this is a TV deal. This ain't some we trying to you know help the Rock res, uh, revive the XFL. No, that's not what's happening. This is a the TV last TV deal. deal. The last TV deal. Dennis, correct me if I'm wrong, but I want to say it was for two hundred twenty-five million dollars a year for over for five how many years. years? Or five years or six years, however long so, they've been on five. So, ba- so basically, one point two five billion billion dollars, right? Last TV deal, and right. now we're talking. So now we're talking about a TV deal after inflation, while and we're in I the middle say, of recession. And I want to say, so I'm, pre- so I'm pretty positive that TV deal is north of around two billion dollars at this point. That's a good point because I want to say ratings are up right now compared right. to where they were when the TV deal went down. Because when the TV right. deal went down, ratings were down. But because of AEW, believe it or not, coming back, wrestling is hot again. Is so that, I want to say I want to say ratings are up. We, so we've been deal, talking about it for the last couple of months. You need a competitor. You need a viable competitor. Yeah. I just want to go back to what what Q said when this was text to us, which is how these niggas feel to know. You couldn't do this shit without Vince. Boy, if Vince if McMahon ain't the greatest evil villain of all time, this is, this, is, <laughs> this is no different than when, like, you're trying to defeat Darkseid. And they like, man, I don't know how to defeat Darkseid, blah, 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 blah. And Batman comes from the back of the room. He say, there's one way. Clark, you're not going to like it. And then Superman look at Batman and say, no. He's like, we have to. And then they go to Lex Luthor, and Lex Luthor in the next scene is Clark, Wonder Woman, and Batman walking in to Lex Luthor to ask him a favor, and he spin that motherfucking chair around with that bald head, and what do you say? He say, uh, cool. Me. <laughs> oh, that's what me. happened. That's what happened. Triple H, Stephanie McMahon, and Tony Khan was like, man, we can't do this, man. And then Stephanie walked from the back of the room and was like, there's one way and Triple H said no, and Tony Khan <laughs> said we gotta do it. <laughs> and they walked in Vince's office and wherever his house is, whatever. And he was sitting in that bitch with all the belts and all the memorabilia and Mr. Sacco on his desk. And he spent that motherfucker. Matter of fact, he had an NWO shirt on with it. Yeah, and he spent that motherfucking chair around, and he was like, "Destroying people's lives really turns me on." They said it. Um. It's called a couple of a couple of potential buyers of the company. Um, could be um Fox, mm-hmm. Disney, mm-hmm. Warner Discovery. Listen, they they get that Disney money. It's a wrap. Listen, it's a wrap. That's going that would go crazy. 
Let them let them get this Disney money, baby. Okay, okay. So in that in that in that situation, the only place I heard that I would find acceptable as a wrestling fan and feel comfortable is Fox. Yeah, there's I don't have to explain to y'all why I don't want Disney to buy wrestling. Oh yeah, I, I know don't want to do it. Yeah, yeah, right. And then Warner Brothers, uh, do you see what they did with WCW? As <laughs> soon as they bought WCW from Turner, what the fuck happened to WCW? Oh, right. now y'all want to get back in the wrestling business? Y'all literally bought wrestling and said we're not in a wrestling business. So no, please do not buy the oldest and greatest. Wrestling, still operational, running wrestling company in the world. Do not do it. Okay, speaking of when, when, speaking of when Warner Brothers bought WCW, I think that was a favor to Ted. I think Ted had already said, "Yo, I'm I'm finna get out of the wrestling game. I got CNN, I got TBS, I got uh, I got Cartoon Network, I got Fox. <laughs> you know, I'm finna go ahead. Um, my bad, I got TNT. I'm finna go ahead and buy me a couple of more, couple of hundred more acres in Texas." <laughs> and, and I just need y'all to get this off my hands. And I think that was a favor to Ted. That that's my honest to God conspiracy theory. Yeah, there's also um Netflix is also another potential buyer. I would love that. I I think that's dumb as hell. I would love it. Only reason I, I would I think love that, it no, no, is no, no, because trade company. You're talking about a publicly a public traded company that is literally thriving on advertisers, and you're going to go to a company that literally says "fuck the advertisers." <laughs> matter of fact, matter of fact, they they tried to put something out there about advertisers, and the subscribers immediately told them, "You put one commercial." Oh my shit, and I'm and I'm out. Yeah, but you know what? If Netflix buy WWE, let me just say this, and I, I know you're not as deep in the wrestling game as me and uh, Dennis are. I don't think they're doing it for the weekly episodic portion. I think they'll leave that on public TV. They'll, uh, uh, you know, syndicate that out to you know Fox or whoever like it is now. But you know what? I think they'll do. If they bought it, I think they want that catalog, Dennis. They want the network on Netflix. That's what okay. that's about. They want the if WWE get, network on get, Netflix. If I could watch Hell in a Cell on Netflix, right, that changes the game. So, like, if you got it, it would be no different than what Peacock has right now. If anybody's familiar with the WWE network, what it originally was was its own entity, its own app, its own website and you go on there and you watch whatever you want to watch in the history of wrestling basically because Vince owned all that shit yep. right and it was amazing then they bought this new TV deal they decided to get rid of the network and put it well this network still exists but it's on Peacock now and you got to get on Peacock and it's harder to navigate you can definitely not get to the matches, the old matches, like you used to be able to get to the old matches and all whatnot. But basically, they don't have to worry about subscribers anymore and making money from the network because it's included in with the price of Peacock. Right? And it looks like um, we in the go back to Netflix. It looks like they're trying to go the live route. Like I'm, yeah, I'm, y'all heard about the Chris Rock stand up that's coming up. Mm-hmm. It looks like they're trying to go the live event route. 
And they and you know what live event what has a live event every month, no matter what, for the last 30 years? The fucking WWE with their pay-per-views. So I wouldn't be surprised if Netflix got into boxing and started doing boxing matches live or whatever and leaving it on the catalog for you to go back and watch. But I definitely think the live route for Netflix and the WWE network aspect of Netflix would be a big deal for them. And I'm actually down. I'm here for that. I'm here for net, uh, w, Netflix taking over the WWE network. Peacock does not do a good job, of, in my opinion. Yeah. Then, Daddy, how did you put this? Since, uh, since Peacock, since, since net, uh, WWE Network has moved to Peacock, I've watched WWE Network less than I've ever watched it. Mm, and that's just like going back to old stuff. Yeah. yeah. Peacock. I'm not the biggest fan of Peacock myself when it comes to that. Like I definitely like to put on network. My bad. Peacock's whole thing isn't wrestling. They're 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 not in the again. It's the thing that's not in the wrestling business. Like, why do I care about the WWE when I got Bel Air, The Office? You know, like these things that make people because they own it. Because they own it. Universal Universal owns... Peacock is owned by NBC, which is owned by Universal. Universal owns, I, I want to say, 30% of WWE? 40%? Something like that. That's why WWE is on Fox with their TV deal for SmackDown, but Raw is still on fucking USA, which is owned by Universal. So it's like... they Raw has been on USA for like, what, 20... 30, Thirty years, years. thirty years, and with the with the with the acquisition of the stock that they bought in WWE, which was a tremendous amount of stock, they they acquired the network. And acquiring the network, they were like, "Well, what are we gonna do with this network?" And they was like, "Put it on Peacock. It'll make people want to get Peacock because when they put it on Peacock, nobody subscribed to Peacock. It wasn't no Bel Air on there." None of that shit was on there. The old, the new Say by the Bell or whatever else they done threw on that network wasn't on Peacock or whatever. So they end up, you know, doing it how they did it. Um, however, I will point out too that you're right. Peacock kind of trash, Dennis. And only thing I watch Peacock for is soccer. Literally, <laughs> that's yeah. it. Peacock got that same issue that HBO Max had when it first dropped. Like mm-hmm. when it came to when it came to like trying to rewind or fast forward or anything like that, like you, that, that's something you want to avoid at all costs. Yeah. And it's hard to navigate that shit. By the way, I want to say, well, no, HBO Max is owned by Warner Brothers, isn't it? Uh-huh. Yeah. It ain't nothing but five of them, y'all. So you can be whatever you want to be. Netflix. And then that's, that's my last point. And we can move on to the next topic. That's my last point, bro. The reason why, another reason why I would like to see Netflix get it because Netflix is like one of the last independent media outlets. Even though that sounds crazy, but Netflix ain't owned by no larger corporation. It's just Netflix. So there's a lot of new minds that go into a lot of Netflix programming. HBO well, Max, Peacock, all of that stuff is owned by somebody greater than them. Well, here's the thing. Um, what's this? Netflix just spent almost... Uh, 700 800 million i forget the tag to for this massive filming studio up in new jersey so apparently whatever they are doing 
either they're going to pump out volumes and volumes of original content, something, because you're not going to spend that kind of money and put yourself in even more further debt if you didn't believe this is the route to go. I was just about to say, so, shout out to Netflix, because I could have sworn it was about to go out of business like a year ago. <laughs> right. Remember that? Oh, if we don't go up on your rates, we'll go out of business. Fuck y'all talking about. Listen, they, they're still eating. doing, they're still trying yeah. to come out with subscription gaming um, that you'll do via stream. So, hey. Word. Um, while we are on wrestling, um, Mercedes Monet, formerly known as Sasha Banks, made her debut in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Did, any, did anybody watch the clip? I did, and they put the belt on her. <laughs> um, okay, I'm with it. Um, I think she's on some I love wrestling type shit, which is weird to me. But people go to New Japan who like to wrestle. Yeah. Like, you don't go to New Japan to be a superstar. You don't go to New Japan to further go into acting. You don't go to New Japan to, you know, get your... Like, you go to New Japan to wrestle. Period. And it's a wrestling thing. And not only is it a wrestling thing, but, you know, that's strong style. They take wrestling serious. They make that shit look like it's real. And they had to post interviews like boxing and shit like that. So she's over there to wrestle. So she must really love wrestling. So good but, for Sasha which Banks. Which is surprising because Sasha Banks came off to me, even as the occasional fan, fan of wrestling that I am, she came off to me as somebody who eventually was going to transition to more TV and film because... Absolutely. I, I mean, let's, let's face it. Bitch, fine. <laughs> yeah, Right. Right, <laughs> bitch, find the shit. <laughs> then, then on top of that, then on top of that, you know, with her athleticism and she's she could work the mic, you know, like her acting wasn't far off. Like her being able to do roles, like she was in, um, she did a few scenes in Mandalorian, which I thought she did a phenomenal job. So, hey. Um, if she wants to concentrate purely on re- on on wrestling, like you said, it's a shock to us. Yeah, I thought it was cool that she made that that switch over, but we had heard rumors for a minute. But the fact that she did it because, much like you said, like it seemed like she was gonna go the route of you know acting or just being multifaceted and other things, and she could still do that. But Listen, I just, I just knew was she was going to be in the next Fast and Furious. She might still be. I just want to point out, though, like, I just think she ran out of money. And I ain't even trying to say, oh, you broke or whatever. I still, I don't think she was, like, bankrupt or, like, about to be homeless or nothing. But I just think for her to live the lifestyle she wanted to live and do the things she wanted to do, she ran out of money. You don't get residual. One thing about wrestling, you don't get residuals for being a wrestler. And acting, you do a good movie, you're going to get, like, for example, Ghostbusters. How much money you think a year Bill Murray get from Ghostbusters? I don't know, you but f- I know the check that Ricky Gervais got is a lot. Right. Because, like, you you you, you got to think. Movies that they play 100,000 times a year, 
Ghostbusters, Groundhog Day, Bill Murray eating off that. You feel me? So now you're in a situation where you look at Sasha Banks and what has she done to get her residuals or to keep her sustained? Wrestling contracts aren't what people think they are. People that are like the highest paid wrestlers get like four and five million dollars a year, which is incredible for a wrestler. That's like a John Cena deal. That's like a, a, a Brock Lesnar deal getting 10, 12 million or whatever, 13 million or some shit like that. But like somebody like Sasha Banks might get like 250,000 or like, you know, a hundred thousand dollars and shit like that, which is, I mean, shit, it's a good money to us. You feel me? But wrestlers don't get the money we think they get. So Sasha Banks has become pretty famous because she is pretty attractive. And I think for her to maintain her lifestyle, I think she needed to wrestle. And New Japan right now is hot and they're paying people a lot of money to come. Kenny Omega was just down there at Wrestle Kingdom. And um, I think she needed to get that bread broke. So she'll probably do it for about six months and hit back, go back to Hollywood until she started getting better roles yep. that she could speak in. Right. Yeah, big shout out to that. The February 18th, I will be watching. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sasha Banks is fine, though. Q has a good point. That's one of them girls that's like, she mad skinny, but for some reason, it's something about her. Yeah. <laughs> Straight she up. She's from Boston. No, I don't trust Boston chicks. No, this is uh, when I got, the, when I first came to family, it was two chicks that I knew. They were from Boston. And when I say you have never, it's something about a heavy, heavy Boston accent coming from a black woman that's like somewhat sexy. It's crazy. From Boston. <laughs> oh man, uh, we not this lot pretty quick. Um, let's get the closing thoughts, y'all. I'll go first uh, since it's a new year. Let me start that thing off. In this new year, cliche, cliche, new year, new me, blah, 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 all of that stuff, whatever. Listen, y'all, I want to go back to something I said earlier in the show. In this new year, man, I already started doing it. Y'all already started doing it. I want y'all boys and girls to live, but I want y'all to live righteous and healthy. And I don't mean righteous in no doggone, you know, para-religious type of way. I mean righteous to you, whatever your righteousness is. However, healthiness is universal. There ain't no, like, guess of what is or isn't healthy or whatever. Um, so y'all boys go get checked, go to the doctor. This is the year of black men going to the doctor. I decreed it. So black men go to the doctor. This is the year of black women and black men getting their mental health checked. And that's what I want us to prosper in, in this new year of glorious 2023. If the Jags up, you should be up, okay? So get your mental health checked. Make sure that your mental health is where it should be because um, a lot of times your physical health is the catalyst of your mental health being down. So let's get both of them where they should be. Black men go to the doctor. Black men talk to somebody. Black women go to the doctor. Black women talk to somebody. And let's uplift one another all year. Positive energy only within your circle. All right, so now I'm switching it up again uh, to pray with your hands open. Y'all should be doing that if you're a praying person. 
because that's how you receive energy. However, I'm switching that up from that, and now for the rest of the year, because I don't give a shit, I'm saying Jags up. Jags up, ho. I'm out. Listen, man, we uh we back on New Year, uh, which uh that means we uh back on our shit. Um, we hope that this year is gonna be fun. Um, I left y'all with make sure that you was checking on your people. Uh, that was the energy I on, and now I want to make sure that I come with. Hey, make sure you take care of your goddamn self. You know, get get healthier, get financially healthy, because a lot of people don't realize financial health is a thing. Mentally healthy, physically healthy. For those of you who are religious, spiritually healthy. And that's the energy we're going to be on for the rest of the year. Uh, as always, be patient, be prayerful. Do not panic. LQ, I'm out. Great pod, y'all. Glad we can come through and do it again. You know what? H- happy 2023. May it continue to be a great 2023. Um, may you as well as the people around you feel nothing but but love, happiness, and protection. That that's how I'm giving it up this year. Um, you know, thank everybody for listening. Like I said, when it comes to this podcast, I am going to get better with, you know, with things like timestamps and things like, you know, just being as being as hands-on as I possibly could be. But like until we get until we get an intern, y'all gonna have to bear with me. But I'm gonna do my best. I'm gonna do my best. Um, another thing that I would like to announce, and this is something that's that's happening down the road. So remember in 2020 when I released the project on SoundCloud title Indecisive. So here, here's what I'm gonna do. And this is this this just in. So I am re-releasing that album, but it's gonna be on um it's gonna be on DSPs. Obviously, what comes with that, because not every beat I'm gonna be able to use. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to figure out some um I'm gonna have to figure out some workarounds on that, but y'all will have that in its full glory um in the coming months. I don't have an exact date for it just yet, but I am working on it because I feel like that I feel like that album is very special to me. And I want it to, you know, I want to put it up on a higher um on a higher pedestal. So yes, indecisive in parentheses, 30s version. Yes, I'm pulling a Taylor Swift. I'm re-recording my shit. And that'll be out soon. Um, other than that, you know, as I always say, um, Keep your mental health in check. Check on your people, as previously stated. Um, make sure you pour into yourself the best way you know how. And if there's ever a time where you need a support system, don't be afraid to reach out to people. And as I always said, you can catch us on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, iHeart, wherever you listen to your podcast at. And remember, when you touch that dial, like, rate, review, share, worship. 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 And like that, we out. Peace.